Welcome to the Software Lifecycle Stories podcast. We bring you stories of what worked and sometimes what did not in the course of discovering, designing, developing, delivering and using software-based solutions as shared by practitioners who went through these situations. Shweta Shivram is a senior engineering manager at IBM India. She has over 17 years of experience in the software industry, spanning the domains of telecom, application development, and most recently systems engineering. She has led various engineering teams and with her expertise in transformation management, agile development, and goal-oriented execution skills, has helped teams challenge status quo and achieve their potential. Shweta is passionate about helping women in tech careers achieve their full potential and is actively involved in several efforts both within IBM as well as externally. Shweta has a bachelor's degree in computer engineering from Bits Pilani and among other things enjoys solving large puzzles. So welcome Shweta. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in our uh, podcast channel. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for asking Chitra it's a pleasure to be here. How about we start our conversation today Shweta with you telling our audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So Chitra I'm uh, a senior engineering manager currently at IBM. I have um, over 17 years of experience in the software industry and I started off as um, so as an individual contributor as an engineer in the telecom domain. right uh, my initial few years were all in the telecom domain i worked with uh, many different companies both operators as well as um, uh, people setting up their own network um, as well as vendors of telecom software and then at some point i moved into application development as a domain i spent a few years there and then moved into systems engineering and my current role is very much that very much at the heart of systems engineering um we take care of um, enterprise server performance uh, in the team that i am doing currently so a very hardcore tech job uh, at this point in time i've been um, fortunate to have a very um, diverse experience when i say diverse very different uh, cultures i've worked in very many different places in many different countries i've been part of very uh, diverse teams as well i've had the opportunity to work with uh, folks across the globe uh, folks across india within the teams here in india and that's uh, also taught me a lot um in terms of what i specialize in um in my management role here is primarily around transformation management i would say goal oriented uh, execution skills would be another strength of mine and uh, leading teams with uh, agile development skills um is the other aspect that i would say uh, I, i'm i'm comfortable with right um overall um it's been a very interesting journey uh, in the tech field for me uh, overall these years i would say yeah that's that's about me okay thank you shweta uh, seems like we're going to have a rich conversation and i definitely see this uh, you know spreading across several episodes perhaps so what was your inspiration or what was your motivation 
to choose computer science as a discipline okay so from as far as i can remember right i think my first exposure to computers was really video games right i don't know if you remember those uh, <laughs> early video games where you would have uh, uh, you know the marios and the lord runners and all of those uh, uh, different i think the initial games that that came out so that was my first experience with computers or something akin to computers right and um, what's interesting is i actually started uh, computer science as a subject in school uh, when i was in my fifth grade and we were introduced to flow charts at that time um, i still remember we did a lot of basic programming uh, then and somehow just getting an answer on the screen and understanding that i was able to apply some sort of logic and get an answer and an output was very um, satisfying i would say and then it's the usual i would say when i grew up uh, 12th grade there was no other choice in terms of i was never thinking of medicine as a career because i was good at math good at science uh, the obvious choice was to then do something in engineering but even then i uh, didn't consider anything except computer engineering because i was still fascinated at that point with the games i played and i always wanted to make a game although i'm very far from it right now but yeah that's the story of how i got into engineering okay i do hope someday you get to code that game so uh what were your early days as an engineer like you know whether it was the telecom domain and later on in the app and systems engineering space uh, can you share some of your uh, learnings and experiences from these days yeah so you know i'm glad you asked about that and this is uh, something that i have shared uh, in some other sessions as well right i think my early days of the career when i look back at them now i think those have probably been the ones where i learned the most and the reason i say that is i learned things the hard way around um when i was out of college i was i think i i was a very social extrovert person right and i brought that along to work with me a lot and what that also meant was that i would be very interested in doing a lot of um, what you would call extracurricular activities even while at work right planning things uh, planning on how to go out for a picnic or something of that sort while i was good at my work i started getting perceived as this person who was interested in doing team building activities and you know when i speak to young uh, women engineers today i make it a point i bring up this one topic because i feel perceptions are built on you know the activities that you te- generally tend to go for or things that you lead and while i realize it's good to have all of that i wish also that i had been more proactive in some of the other official related activities right i mean working on projects that were more serious um, you know stretching myself on uh, aspects that would have challenged me more technically rather than uh, spending time on these ex- extracurricular activities so i think that was probably the first lesson i learned how um, perceptions get built and how you need to portray yourself for your strengths and why you like doing a lot of different things in the corporate environment in an official uh, capacity it's always good to stick to what um, is is deemed more official to bring out your technical expertise as well 
<laughs> that's a very very interesting way to uh, you know start your journey and uh, very insightful lesson learned thanks for sharing that uh, how has your experience been transitioning you know from a telecom domain to an application development domain and now into systems engineering it almost seems like a reversal of sorts and you it feels like you're a full stack person now so you know the initial change from um, when i went from telecom to application development was not one of choice right when i say that so what had happened was we had um, when my pa- parents moved out of uh, india i decided to join them and you know it, in my career in india at that point in time i primarily worked with telecom companies and when we moved out of india um, i was in this place called jordan which is in the mid- middle east and this wasn't a very software development uh, you know friendly market it was more of um, a sales market uh, people would most engineers would ed- would end up doing a sales job in in that market right because that's what was running the economy there at that time and so while i did work with some of the telecom operators at that point i was working with one of the leading wireless um, operators after a while uh, doing um, a field support job uh, you know which would require me to go into uh, work at all times of day because we'd had to bring the network down at let's say midnight or 1 o'clock when the traffic was least uh, on the network after a while it took its toll um, and so i decided i'd stick to a a traditional office job and i started looking out for something different right and when i found this opening at a startup where they were uh, looking for someone to develop an application i jumped at that right so uh, like i said the first was uh, more more wanting to leave the um, field support rather than feel that leave the telecom domain itself but uh, the second part i think when i moved back from moved back to systems engineering from um, application development i think application development i learned a lot of different things and the reason i say that is even today in the indian market i think software products tend to be much more owned end to end by teams in india especially in uh, corporates rather than hardware products right hardware still largely gets done uh, out of india uh, for whatever reasons so the application development experience working on the application domain really brought in that perspective for me of end to end development i started understanding what it takes to create something you know from the requirements gathering step right up until you deploy and then work with customers on making them successful and then take their feedback and then you know the entire loop of putting that back into the product i think that was very enriching but having done that uh, the next step for me logically was also to understand when these applications are running what exactly are they running on right and when i found this opportunity to actually come back and work on core technologies and when i joined this team initially i actually told them this is as close as you can come to what you learn in computer engineering right your advanced computer organization compiler um, you know development and all of that i think this is where all of that really comes together and the fact that i 
I am now in a space where I can relate to what I've learned really makes me happy because a lot of times you see, we do a lot in engineering, which we really don't use much later on, right? At the most, you'd probably work on data structures and some operating system concepts, but a large part of what we do as part of engineering gets lost out. So, you know, this, this has been very enriching over the last few years working on the systems domain, finally putting to use what I had spent four years doing in college. Wow, that's that's some experience out there. So in terms of, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, you have a lot of diverse experience, especially working with different countries and cultures. Can you share some of those, uh, you know, experiences and uh, what is it that you learned from, you know, working with uh, this kind of diversity? Right. So I think um, the three major things that I can think of, right, three very different cultures uh, that I've had the chance to work with over significantly extended periods of time. Right. And the first I think I'll start off with is as we were graduating, um, we had the six month internship that we had to do as part of our engineering course. Right. And I had the opportunity to go to Europe and uh, work for six months at uh, one of the business schools actually putting together an executive development program for them. So we had to uh, put up this entire portal where executives would come for short-term courses and we had to create this environment where they could freely interact with the other executives who were on that course, look at course material, do all of that, right? So this was a six-month project that I was involved in. And the one thing that really stood out for me, and that was my first experience moving out of India, Looking at the seriousness with which uh, people came into work every morning, right? Uh, the one thing I noticed is it was no nonsense when you were in the office, right? Whether it was 8 to 4 or 8 to 5 or 9 to 5, whatever the work timings were, the one thing that I really learned from that experience is to give it your all when you're at work. You know, sometimes um, what I've noticed in, in my experiences after that is here in India, and I may sh maybe I shouldn't generalize this, but I've seen a, we tend to take things a little more relaxed at the office. You know, our office really doesn't start and stop at a particular time. Sometimes it just keeps dragging on and on. I think the work ethic that I that I saw and I learned when I was in my uh, during that time in Europe. I thought that was something that I will carry along for the rest of my life, right? Um, do your work, get it done, whatever it is, concentrate and focus and get things moving. And once you're back home, then, you know, be at home. But then I understand that it's not always possible to completely cut yourself off. But the first thing there is work ethic, right? My second experience would be when I was in Jordan, right? And there, I think the... the the thing that I learned the most is how you can be successful while being independent. And what I mean by that is, okay, so like I said, I wanted to move out of the telecom job that I had because of the odd hours. And then I got this job with a startup that was trying to build an application. And this was basically a company that was owned by um, a couple of brothers, uh, the, you know, the two of them. They opened this company, they hired me on as a software developer, and in addition to the three of us in the office, there was one sales executive who was going to help market the product I was going to make, and that was the organization, the four of us, right? Um, the only person who knew anything about software in that organization was me, 
um, the only thing uh, the only person who knew about anything anything about sales was the the sales executive right so we were all on our own um, and um, you know right from putting up this entire um, architecture of the product uh, on your own and then figuring out the flaws in that and then re-architecting and then implementing it understanding what's going wrong debugging um, you know and we had three versions of this product that i i was building there was uh, the desktop version there was an online version and then there was a web a client server version when you were not on an intranet and not on the internet right and um, i would get calls saying you know uh, this particular case works but something else doesn't work and trying to debug those activities and um, ensure that the customers were able to use that product efficiently with uh, least trouble and then taking their feedback and then uh, putting it all back in was was a huge experience for me it uh, single handedly gave me a lot of confidence at the end of it to say yes you know i i can achieve what i set my mind out to do and um, i think the best thing for me in that experience is at the end of one of these customer interactions that i had um, the lady who was using this tool day in and day out to do um, this was a psychometric evaluation software by the way so the lady who was using it day in day out to evaluate the people coming in for interviews she basically said i've never used any other software that's so simple to use and that really made my day and maybe the next year as well right so i think that's that's one thing i learned the second uh, in my second experience right in uh, the middle east that you can be independent and still be extremely successful you can stand on your own and make you know feel good about what you've achieved the third experience is fairly recently and i had this chance to be in china for uh, four weeks i was uh, working on um, i i i actually had gone as part of a csr initiative and we were working with this ngo right the one thing that really stood out for me when i was there is as a country how this entire um, uh, all the people there were so single mindedly focused on you know becoming better and achieving the next big te- technological big breakthrough or the next big thing right and despite all of those technological advances i saw a lot of humanity in the people there right so we would be walking on the road and this was a very um, uh, multicultural team that i was part of for those four weeks we'd be walking on the road um, you know getting to the office or get, getting back to our hotel and um, you would find very often people stopping by and speaking to the project assistants who were chinese and uh, asking them you know who are these folks where are they from and you know just getting to know people and when i think about it today i don't think we have that sort of an attitude left in the cities here anymore right uh, the, the humanity of it all i think despite being so technology technologically advanced was something that really stood out for me when, during my interactions um in china so i very different experiences as i said but um uh, very enriching at the same time gets gets you to understand a lot more about uh, how things work thanks shweta this is this is a really people centric perspective that i've perhaps heard you know for the first time in some of the conversations that i've been having with people about their journeys as you know in the software world as we know it so these are yeah, really that's, interesting that's 
that's something that's very rare these days right i mean when we are targeting technology or advancement or betterment of our own career i think somewhere deep inside we've lost that um, like you said the people centric part of it and um, yeah looks like the chinese really haven't yet <laughs> <laughs> well that's a, that's a really interesting perspective so uh, i know you to be a very passionate technologist uh, i've heard you talk several times at conferences uh, what is it about technology that fascinates you you know what is it that you see uh, in terms of uh, technology in the future i think in general right whether it's technology whether it's engineering whether it's science i think the one thing that really fascinates me is that there's always a solution to any problem that you have if there is an issue you can go work out a way to fix it or you know something that you can do better and that has probably always held my interest right if it doesn't work in one way it will work in another way it's just a matter of figuring that way out and i tell my team this multiple times as well right there may be 1 million ways why something might fail but we are in technology and we need to find the one way that things will work and that's all we care about right so i think that's really that's fascinated me and that's what still makes uh, keeps me going at this point and just repeat the second question for me again please yeah so what is it that uh, you see about technology and our future so let me share a very interesting uh, anecdote on that right where do you see technology in the future very much to do with all the advances happening on ai and so on right so i i regularly watch some series before i wind up for the day um, on netflix right and the other day as i was browsing through my list on uh, netflix there was a new category that came up and it said um, since you've watched others certain other series here are some more women dominated series okay and for an instant you know i never realized that i was drawn towards women dominated series but then i said okay you know maybe this is something that they're showing everyone and then i asked my husband to turn on his profile to see if he's seeing something similar and he wasn't right so i was really amazed that just by seeing my viewing patterns um there was the software now that could predict what i would like next right and um i think that's very enlightening uh, of course sometimes it can also get a little creepy but i i think just the fact that sometimes we are so oblivious to how we behave or how we react or how we are tuned and now we have this something that can actually help us understand ourselves better um i think there's a lot of potential in that just uh you know just getting humans to understand the reason why they're doing something or what is it that they're doing that is usually a blind spot to themselves can really help us become better humans at the end of the day and that's what i think will be the future of technology using artificial inter- intelligence as a means of introspection absolutely yes okay. and ourselves better at that interesting to see how that will pan out yeah yeah moving on to uh, you know what you have uh, experienced or done in terms of transformation management and uh, agile development what is it in your area of work that you do as part of uh, transformation management 
So let me take a very simple example, right? Um, I think when we talk about transformation management, a lot of it has to do with just ensuring that you are aligned to the right things that you, that need to be get done. So we work in a very global organization, and um, by virtue of that fact, what what happens is that teams are spread geographically across, you know, four or five different sites, and then. As a team evolves over several, several years, you find that there are fragmented missions that are, you know, part of something happening in one time zone, part of the same thing happening in another time zone and so on, right? And one of the things that that brings in, although there is work happening 24-7, is that the communication aspects of it become very uh, difficult, right? Become not so well established, if you might call it that. And I think one of the things that we did very early on is uh, pick up this concept of scaled agile. And we tried to implement it in our teams where we tried to co-locate specific areas and ensure that they were getting done in one place, right? Now, what that also meant is um, some of these pieces we did not have really all the skills that were needed to bring that entire team together in one place. And um, helping the team challenge that status quo, letting go of their comfort zones, challenging themselves, uh, challenging them to pick up areas that they were not familiar with and develop expertise in that. And at the same time, helping them make mistakes, fall down, pick themselves up again, and then make themselves successes, right? I think all of that put together is what I would call transformation management and sticking with the team, giving them the time and uh, giving them the confidence that they would be able to get past it and get through it and emerge uh, at the other side. I think that entire journey is something that I would say was very rewarding as part of uh, the exercise that we did. Um, so, yeah, on the transformation management, I would say... Uh, it's all about looking at how things can become better. And while people might be very comfortable in the way things are now, uh, helping them move towards an area where things can be even better and helping them see the light of the day at the end of it. Thank you, Shweta, for sharing these experiences. I'm sure many of our listeners will resonate with them. I'd like to now segue into a slightly different topic. As a, you know, as a woman in tech, uh, how have you, you know, managed to balance the uh, requirements of home and the workplace and, you know, being somebody who is interested in so many things, how have you managed to channelize your own personal development as well as your career development? I would say about three different things, right? One is definitely the work ethic that I spoke about that I learned very early on in my career. Um, ensure that you make the most of your day at the office. Um, get whatever you need to done at the office when you are here. Uh, especially things like interacting with people, you know, if you need to get your team together and discuss something, make sure that you use every minute that you are in the office. I would say that's the first one. The second one is enrolling help whenever I need, right? And I, I've basically misused that as much as I can in terms of when I need help, I'll ask for it. I'll ask my spouse, I will ask my parents, I will ask my house help. Um, 
to do things that I may not be able to do just because I have something to take care of at work, right? And uh, ensure that they understand why you're not able to do it. And, you know, the fact that you are being up, up, upfront about something and um, taking on the load when you have to take it on, but then there are days when you can't and you ask for help, people are willing to do that. So I would say that's the second thing. The third one is really don't try to be a perfectionist is what I would say. I think the initial few years when I was trying to do this, I was beating myself up constantly. You know, if something was not right, um, either at work or at home, uh, you know, if things were not in the right place. And I probably do that still sometimes. I can think of an instance even this morning, but I try and let it go as much as possible now. Um, Things have a way of falling in place, I think. Um, the more you try to, you know, uh, put something in order, the more chaotic it becomes. So let things just be is probably my third biggest mantra that's helped me so far. A little bit of, uh, a little more of go with the flow, perhaps, rather than yeah. you know, trying to intervene and interject with everything that comes your way. Absolutely. I, yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's very much true, especially when you have young kids in the house. Um, they have a wee, way of teaching you that, you know, in not so subtle ways. <laughs> yeah, they really know to how to respond in the moment and then let it yeah. go thereafter. So for aspiring women in tech, especially those, uh, you know, uh, finishing up college and planning to enter the workforce and be uh, software engineers or developers, what is some advice that you would share with them? I think my biggest advice to them would be, be brave. Take the shot. It doesn't matter what the outcome is, right? Um, at least give it a try. Give it a good, honest try. And then figure out what you've learned from that attempt, become better and take the next shot. Um, just be brave. I think a lot of times we don't put up our hands. We don't take an opportunity because we are unsure of what the future holds, right? Uh, what am I going to do if this doesn't turn out well? How am I going to manage A versus B? I'm already doing three different things. How am, how am I going to pick up a fourth different thing? I would say it's okay. Um, you know, the very fact that you've got into the industry, you've got past um, with an engineering or a STEM career in hand, itself proves that you are, you know, you are willing to take the risk and do something that not everyone is capable of doing or not everyone has the, has the, has the opportunity to do. So give it your best shot, be brave, and uh, you'll end up with flying colors ultimately. Thank you, Shweta. Thanks for sharing that. I have one last question for you, I think. You shared sometime that you enjoy solving large puzzles. What is it about puzzles that fascinates you? I think, uh, you know, that one is more about building patience more than anything else. So I do all sorts of puzzles. I think the latest one I have is something my uh, husband got me. It's a Ravensburger puzzle. It's a Star Wars puzzle and it's a five feet by four feet puzzle. So I've literally taken the mattress off one of the <laughs> one of the cards and put it on the cart and I'm trying to solve it and it, it takes a while right and you really need to be in a zone where you're uninterrupted 
and you can actually just sit down with this it's just the puzzle pieces pieces and you and when you have uh, 5000 of them it's very easy to get lost but bringing some order to that chaos and then finishing parts of it and seeing every small part evolve i think the satisfaction of doing that but also the patience that you develop while doing that is uh, is something that's immensely rewarding so yeah puzzles any day i will uh, you know i uh, i will always fall for one of them if they have to be solved maybe this is the way that you're going to build your game that that game that you wanted to build early on in life oh yeah <laughs> that's a nice way of thinking about that <laughs> yeah Thanks, Shweta. Thanks a lot. This was uh, a very, very nice conversation. I think several things that I learned about you. And I hope our listeners will enjoy this conversation. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me on this. It's been a very enjoyable experience. I think I really enjoyed talking about various things that have helped me um, and sharing that with the audience. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you, Shweta. If you like the show and would like to share your experiences with the community or know someone else who might want to do that, please get in touch with us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com. That is podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com. Please rate the show on Podchaser, Stitcher, iTunes or any other podcast client that you find us on. Please also share our episodes with your friends and others in your network. If you or anyone you know would like to be featured on our show, do write to us at this email address, podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.